Well, welcome everyone to a holiday edition of our teleclass for Celebrating Life. We have two special guests tonight with me, us, Miriam Carroll and Craig Ribbons. And I asked our host, Renee, to stay on the line and asked her to give some background bios from for Miriam and Craig. Then also, she she had a beautiful prayer, at least a reading today, in the the book Jesus Calling and the soul apropos for tonight. So I asked her to do the bios and also that little reflection. So Renee, are you willing to do that? Oh, yes. Yes, I'm ready. Okay. All right. I'd like to introduce Reverend Miriam Hope Carroll. She's an ordained spiritual healer with Celebrating Life Ministries. She is also a student and teacher's assistant for classes at the Foundation for Spiritual Development. Miriam runs a local Marin nonprofit that provides free business advising to starting and growing companies. In the past few years, Miriam has awakened the artist inside and contributes to the altars and bookstore at the CLM vent. Craig Rippens is a level three student. He became sensitive to the healing power of the Holy Spirit when attending a CLM retreat in 2015. He soon joined the CLM education program. The study of scripture and spiritual literature has allowed Craig to cultivate a deeper relationship with the divine presence. Craig is also an active participant in the Roman Catholic Charismatic Renewal Movement. So I welcome both of our guest speakers for this evening. Mm, Yes, beautiful, beautiful. All right. And the reading for today from Jesus Calling for December 11th. I am working on your behalf. Bring me all your concerns, including your dreams. Talk with me about everything, letting the light of my presence shine on your hopes and plans. Spend time allowing my light to infuse your dreams with life, gradually transforming them into reality. This is a very practical way of collaborating with me. I, the creator of the universe, have deemed to co-create with you. Do not try to hurry this process. If you want to work with me, you have to accept my time frame. Hurry is not in my nature. Abraham and Sarah had to wait many years for the the fulfillment of my promise, a son. How their long wait intensified their enjoyment of this child. Faith is the assurance of things hoped for, perceiving as real fact what is not revealed to the senses. Mm, Beautiful readings. Beautiful reading. Thank you, Renee, for doing that for us tonight. Oh, you're welcome. And we have our two beautiful guests, Miriam and Craig, with us. And isn't it interesting that reading that she just spoke of, it talked about we need to wait. God doesn't know the word hurry. And it was, I think it was six months ago that I put out the invitation for Miriam and Craig to co-host with me tonight. So they were a part of this waiting. It wasn't a hurry thing. It was actually a preparation. So in keeping with the style of celebrating life, Miriam, would you open up our class tonight with opening prayer? Yes, I'd be happy to. Thank you, God, for this breath, this breath that is moving through me, breathing me, enlivening me, opening me. Thank you for giving us this precious time, this precious moment right now in community, in communion with you. Come, Holy Spirit. Come, angels. Rest in our hearts as we deepen our knowing and faith in you. Bless us, heal us, restore us, enliven us, bring us into wholeness. Let us know in the depths of our hearts how grand the love is that we are given in each moment. How amazing and provided for we are in each moment, in each breath. Thank you, God, for bringing us 
here right now. Thank you for awakening us to your love, your grace, your peace, for that is all that matters. Thank you for all the ways that you are unfolding life's journey for us and bringing us the living waters. Thank you for all the miracles in our lives. Amen. Amen. Beautiful, Miriam. Beautiful. As we step from that prayer, again, most of us will, in an hour or two or three, might take time to rest for eight hours called sleep. And in, in our dreams, I believe the Spirit speaks to us. And Scripture says visions and dreams within our dream world and how God can speak to us in any format. Marion, I know you have a, a Jewish background. And during this season, at least for the Christian, it's coming up for Christmas. So in the Jewish tradition, is there a feast day or honoring that's coming up for those who are Jewish? It's uh, the celebration of Hanukkah, which is about the miracle of light. And it's actually, I was reading in preparation for this, sort of from the Kabbalah point of view, and I really loved how they were describing that because it's a celebration of the miracle of light because the oil to light the eternal flame lasted eight days when it should have only lasted one one day. And so that's the physical miracle, but it's like an opening and a portal for us to tap into Mm. miracles. And there's the, the way that it was, they were talking about it, it was that miracles are everything in our lives and we can't live without miracles because the miracle is a reminder that God is present in our lives. Mm, yeah. And so when we're connecting and opening up to the field of miracles, it's connecting and opening up to the light of God that is present for us in every moment. I love that. One of my favorite prayers I just prayer, or maybe a name of God is Father of Lights. And sometimes I pray that often when I'm doing the healing work. There's such a representation of the Father of Lights. And so in the Jewish tradition, they honor light, the miracle of light. And the light has come, the scripture says, when Jesus came, when the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. came. It's that awakening within us that all, again, it points to the creator of this universe. So even in our conversation tonight on the joy of the season, what brings us joy? And I think if Craig and you and I would speak, it I know I'm doing all the talking right now, <laughs> but it's the idea of we would all say, God is the one who brings light to my world, joy to my world. So that's mm-hmm. just what, what we're celebrating tonight in everyone who's listening to that. And we welcome all our guests tonight. Craig, I know you talked about you did a little article in The Voice of Healing about your experience as a little child, little boy. And yeah. <laughs> can you just remind our audience what that story was about? Well, it was a story when I was young, very young. You know, I was raised in a Roman Catholic family, and we had oh, throughout the house pictures of Jesus and Mary, just as a part of our tradition. But then on Christmas, we would add lights. There would be more decorations. And then oh. in my uh, in my catechism class, we do a, an annual pageant of, of Jesus, the birth of Jesus. And when I would play the often, generally what I remember is I, I would play the would play the shepherds in a robe. robe oh, with a, sure. You know, a, you with, with a crook. Shirt. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was, it was it was just part of the whole whole thing. And then, of course, there would be one child playing the angel who would say, "Be not afraid. I bring good news of great joy mm. to all people." And, and then the 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 angel 
would uh, direct us to the to the manger, you know, which would be kind of a little doll, kind of a used doll in a little basket or something like that, and say glory to God in the highest and yeah. uh, peace on earth to goodwill. And I just remember that even as a child that I felt the presence, I recognized uh, that the birth of Jesus was a source of joy in the world, but also in my family. And even outside of the, the presence and gifts, there was uh, I became aware of this whole pageant of Christ's, Christ's birth as uh, the gift of joy and the gift of God's, God's presence. And then, of course, as time went on, the, my family got a little, went a little off the rails and, and we didn't celebrate Christmas in that same way. So it took a while for me over many decades to get back into the, the faith of my childhood and, and to experience that joy, joy again. Well, Craig, I think everyone, maybe on this call, that we all have, quote, taken a break from maybe our religion of what we grew up with or our spirituality. And actually, I think it's a good thing because once we are called back into that awareness of, uh, I call it a relationship with God, that there's more meaning, there's more passion, there's more joy, and we have an understanding. And we, we tend not to let go of that because now it becomes a treasure for us. And so, and I'm sure everybody could relate on this phone call tonight of our own upbringing, whether it had a tradition of Christmas or the season of lights. We see it all around us. If we don't participate, at least our neighbors or our friends have that association. But there's something about that attraction towards the light. And if we take it a step mm-hmm. further or beyond just the natural, it really is the invitation because light is calling, it's a messenger to there is a God, there is a creator out there who created us. And if it's just once a year that we celebrate or turn our attention towards that creator, for me, that's Christmas, but there's so many, quote, feast days, honoring birthdays, anniversaries, special days of just honoring even our birth. But we gave birth to give birth again. And many of you recognize your own children, your grandchildren's birthdays. So when we set aside time to honor that, and to me that's what this special season of light is about honoring the Creator. As mm-hmm. the, the Jewish person is about honoring that light. And for the Christian, it's Jesus came as the light of the world. And Mary, in, in your own experiences growing up Jewish, celebrating Hanukkah, I'm sure that was a special time for you and your family. Yeah, there was always something, there's always something really beautiful. I, I just love candlelight too. So there's always something mm. really beautiful about sitting by that candlelight and having it be, we used to dim the lights in the room and really let that be the light in the room and just sit with it ah. for some time to just absorb the beauty and the grace that was unveiling to us in that moment. And that was always a little fun thing. And it and it's interesting, too, because this memory kept coming up as we were preparing for this call, which is not about Hanukkah, which is about Christmas, actually. And it was so it's so interesting because it was my first communion ever. I and it and it, it, it was when I was four, I think. Maybe wow. I think that was nice. And it was, it was what you were just saying about really going towards the light and finding the light. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That really felt like what happened for me. We were in Mexico in Baja, I think, somewhere in a small town. And I feel like it was the Christmas Eve mass because I remember it being late at night or later at night. And they called all the children forward to have a special mm. blessing and give them communion. And I just, I could feel the the invitation into the light. I didn't know anything. It was all in Spanish too, so I had no idea what was really going on. <laughs> yeah. But right. but I just felt that inside me, that invitation to the light, and I was like, I have to go up there. I have to be up there. Mm. And I was like, look to my parents, because I was like, are you going to let me? Is it okay for me to go? <laughs> right. and, of course, yeah. yeah. And and it, that, I mean, in and itself, that was a miracle. My, my mom was like, said it was okay for me to go. And so I ran up to the front and was able to partake in this amazing blessing of light. That's what I experienced and sure. communion. And I had no idea what 
it meant in any practical sense, but I could feel that resonance of connection and that aliveness of God. And it was, mm. it was so beautiful to experience and so welcoming. I mean, just the way that all unfolded. Your description of that, Miriam, is so, it makes my heart smile. Just that innocence and to receive as a little child. And now, fast forward, about a, well, a couple of weeks ago, we had our fall retreat and I asked you to co-create with us our communion service with Kathy Bumbleway. And, mm-hmm. uh, and you said it felt so natural, so amazing and felt the presence, the gift that was there, the gift of light to give to others and giving out, quote, communion, that the bread. And it's like, it's all about giving you know, what we received and we give it away. And that's really the cause for, I call it this season, being in remembrance, number one, where we've fallen short in our own lives, but then the gift we've been given, which is new life, new passion, new presence, and pass it on, new healing. And hopefully you're experiencing that for those who are listening tonight. There's something stirring in you, in me, in us. And it's really about the Father of Lights sending his angels, his ministering beings of light into our homes, into our, our own being, our temples. And it's starting to set a flame that I remember this. And hopefully through our prayers tonight, you will connect in a greater capacity. But that, Miriam, your story, fast forwarded to the retreat. And if you just want to share a little bit about your experience at that communion service. Yeah, it was very profound. I... I didn't know in me that it, I had such a natural connection to communion and mm. being at the table, um, sure. helping, helping present it. And that was so, it just really awakened something deep in my heart that I didn't know I even had. And, mm. and then being able to give the the bread of life the mana the the yeah yeah that out to everyone and and just the devotion and the honoring and the reverence that people had as they came up to receive it was so beautiful and so touching i it's like it brought back like you said a remembrance in some form of something that i know in me that is part of me but i didn't know that it in my mind or any way that it was mm. until that moment and it was like just awoke this whole new space and this new reverence a new wow. way of connecting and yeah it was transformative really that's a i really sense the holy spirit's moving here in in our conversation with you and craig and I believe that same stirring that you felt, Miriam, is a part of all of us and wants to awaken in us tonight during this this prayer service. And you will get to awaken someone in your family or a friend, maybe by hosting a meal or by going out to eat with someone or just giving someone a present. But that alone will set aflame the other person that they will remember their own past as a little child and what this season is all about, this season of joy, joy coming here to the world. And we get to be carriers of that. So just as in pausing, Marion, can you just offer a prayer for that awakening right now for those that will be, quote, giving during this season? Thank you, God, for entrusting in us the miracle of life the miraculous breath of life that flows through us. Thank you for giving us this opportunity to be a vessel for your light and love and grace so that every person we come in contact with, every person we touch, every person we think about, let them, their hearts flower and open, let their whole being remember the light and the grace of God. Thank you for enriching all of our lives with so many 
interconnectedness ways of being. Thank you for helping all of us to take the steps and have the courage to bring others forward. This is a divine grace of blessing. Thank you. Amen. Amen. Beautiful. Amen. Even for a lot of us, we send cards, whether it's for Hanukkah, for Christmas, for New Year's. So any of those words that we express in those cards can plant a seed in people. I just got a card from my brother, and he said, well, just thank you for being one of the best brothers I have. He's got many, so I'm one of his best. (laughs) But it just spoke something into me telling me about our relationship. And it's like, that's a blessing. And so be a blessing to others this joyful season. Now, Craig, I know you have, I call it multiple times, because you're a little bit older than all of us. <laughs> so you'd have more yeah, stories to yeah. ask about <laughs> to Christmas. <laughs> but, <laughs> I, I just had a birthday, so yeah, I'm well aware ah, of that. Well, happy birthday, my friend. Thank you. You almost and, uh, celebrated it with Jesus, too. <laughs> right, almost. I was lagging a, a little behind. But if I, I could, if I could just say that as I was preparing for this call, I, I spent a long time meditating and contemplating on the Gospel of Luke, and yeah. uh, which is, has has the the most complete you know, nativity story. And I became aware that that it's quite a pageant that stretches from Zachariah, the, the father of of John the Baptist and Elizabeth, his wife, to Mary and the visitation and, you know, the the Annunciation. And just the the Holy Spirit permeates the entire story. The Holy Spirit is always there. You know, is there communicating with Zachariah, telling him that he should, it was actually the the angel Gabriel was there saying that he, he should name his son John. And the angel muted right. Zachariah because he was a little hesitant <laughs> <laughs> and said, okay, okay you, you're, don't mess with me. We're gonna, I'm going to shut your mouth for a while. <laughs> and, and then with Mary, the Holy Spirit came and overshadowed her, but then the angel Gabriel was there giving her her assignment or telling her what was that she was going to be giving birth to the Lord. And, and she also questioned, but that they were a little, uh, the angel was a little more compassionate with her, and she accepted her, her role with humility. And I just became aware of just the themes of humility throughout this story. Zechariah was humbled. Mary was humbled. But then there was also the, the, the great, promises of joy, which is the theme of our call tonight, because Zechariah was told, you're going to have a son that will bring great joy to the world. And yeah. similarly with, with Jesus, which would be a portal of uh, joy. And mm-hmm. and ultimately, Zach, Zechariah heard the word of God and yielded and said, yeah, we, I'm going to na- name my son John. And he began to stop prophecy from that point. But throughout the whole yeah. pageant, throughout the whole story, it's humility and it's joy. And just was overcome every time I would think about it. I was just overcome by the, the, the spirit of this story, the nativity, that it's more than just the birth of Christ. There are many characters within this story that exhibit humility, exhibit joy, and, and exhibit courage. And, and strengths. Well, Craig, I think you're on to something, that sense of, and maybe we can ask the, the listeners to read the chapter in Luke about the, mm-hmm. the nativity, the coming of Christ, how that came about, and with the framework of how God humbled us, or we humbled ourselves before God, the characters that were planned, Mary, Joseph, of course, Zechariah, it, these all what it sounds like to me, Craig, is you really put yourself in character, so to speak, and became a witness to each one of people stepping forward. And yes. Because we can have this 
what do you call it, fairy tale version. Oh, Jesus came, he was birthed, and blah, 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 and then it goes on. And the the major yes that Mary gave, be unto me according to thy word. A young virgin and very young, and what she said yes to, in those days, if you were pregnant without being married, you'd be stoned to death. So there's the peace that passes all in the She understood, but I also believe it was her preparation ahead of time. And in the Christian world right now, we're into Advent, preparing for the way, preparing for the light. And that's our response to what is to come and already has come within us. And so if we all are honest, when was the last time <laughs> that we had to eat crow? <laughs> that we had to be humble and admit I was wrong. These are stepping stones. These are gracelets that once we own them and offer them to others, forgiveness, reconciliation, giving to the poor, to the less ho- to the homeless, there are so many, quote, acts of humility. We can actually plant seed for that light to come to others. And I think mm-hmm. during this time that my life... I get excited about Advent because it's a it's a preparation towards, even though I have, quote, daily communion with God, with the Spirit, with the Holy Spirit, with those angels and saints, but there's still a longing for the more, the bright, the bright one, as the scripture tells us. So it's really that combination that we prepare the way in our own lives. As you, as a mother or father, prepares a meal for Hanukkah, for Christmas, for New Year's. There's preparation time, and and it's very thoughtful. It's just not thrown around, well, we'll do this, 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 and can I do this? So in that spiritual awakening of letting go of our grievances or cleaning up our act, so to speak, fall just happened here in Illinois, and I don't know the multiple times I went out and raked the lawn because of the leaves, and it's like, Finally, my leaves on my trees finally let go. And maybe a month ago, my neighbors did. So I just had this continual raking going on. And there was a little grumbling going on. It was just like, when is the leaves are going to stop? But just this week, the last of the leaves fell. And it's like, oh. And inside of me, there was actually peace. And I heard the Lord say to me, it's like, well, if you could have waited a month, you could have all done it once instead of 12 times. Like, well, yeah, but I'm a little perfectionist and I want it nice and clean. So, so I learned through this process. But again, in the end, there's beauty, there's peace, there's rest. But I love that sharing, Craig, because it really does put us in a state of mind or another term, a state of grace to receive the more. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, Miriam, what do you have in your own devotional that kind of, whether it's a prayer, a reading that draws us into the mystery that we're talking about? I just picked up something, so perfect. <laughs> I actually have this little passage from Paul Farini that fits perfectly to what we're talking about. Grace comes Great. and goes. Alignment happens and is lost. God appears and disappears. Self is forgotten and remembered. The rhythm of the dance beats with each heart. It is a gentle, forgiving dance, not a rigid one. Grace happens in the flow of life, not apart from it. And life is always moving, like a river, twisting and turning through the landscape. It begins as a mountain stream rushing downward, impetuous and intent to reach its goal. Then it levels out and moves for what seems like an eternity through fields and plains, separating into different streams, joining with other bodies of water. By the time it reaches the ocean, it is no, it no longer has any urgency. Instead, it has a confidence born of experience. By the time it reaches the ocean, it no longer sees itself as anything other than the ocean. It rests completely in itself, without beginning, or end. It will be that way with you too. When you enter fully into your life, all that held you separate will be gently washed away. Breathing in, you will open to the embrace of what comes. Breathing out, you will gently release it. Wow. 
He sure knows how to write. I love Paul Perini's work. It really does set a tone for all of us to enter in. And isn't that what it really is about this season, about entering in? And hopefully in a new way or an old way made new. And the only way that happens is our ability to let go, our ability to be at peace. Avon is really a season of waiting and stillness, of receptivity and humility, just as Craig mentioned. And if we take those qualities, it's about the fulfilling of God's promise for you and for me. You know, the, the promises are that we, we be made whole and complete in God and because mm-hmm. we are the reflection of that light. But what a beautiful time this season of joy is to take a step back and reflect. And as parents watching your children, whether they come home for the holidays or just from Thanksgiving, coming for a meal or just your friends that got together and just reflecting a year ago where you were and where you are today is really major, spiritually, emotional, physically. You know, many people are going to have children for the first time. And what joy that is, because it really changes the dynamics of the, the home and the relationship with the, the siblings or, or cousins or aunts or uncles. So one light can change everything, and it does, because it's an emanation of God. Craig, what are some of the other readings that you have come across in preparing for tonight's celebration? Well, the readings, well, just one of the things that left out at me is or that I became aware of as I was reading Luke, was just all the, the song and praise uh, that emanated from the people who were part of this this great pageant. Mm. And and Luke, who, who actually didn't know Jesus and was a right. Gentile, he, he says as he begins his gospel that he was very meticulous and did a lot of research and getting these stories together because he wanted to put together a, a full a full accounting and uh kind of like you and kind of <laughs> kind of like me i'm pretty sure but, and that's a great thing but, Craig. sorry <laughs> but, but but he's he said that well according to catholic tradition luke actually met with mary or talked to mary the mother of jesus later in her life to get get the story and we have no way to know if that's true but it kind of right. it, it helps me imagine how he could be so meticulous. But one of the parts of the Gospel of Luke is Luke 1, verses 46 and 55. It's the Song of Mary, which is known as the Magnificat, yeah. which, happens at, which happens at a time when Mary is visiting Elizabeth, and she's already had been overshadowed by the Holy Spirit, and Elizabeth yeah. is expecting, and Mary shows up, and Elizabeth recognizes her as the Lord within her, and John the Baptist within Elizabeth's, you know, leaps with joy. And yeah. then Mary sings a song, or it's called the song, but if sure. I could recount yeah. it now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Mary said, My soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior, for he has been mindful of the humble state of his servant. From now on, all generations will call me blessed, for the Mighty One has done great things for me. Holy is his name. His mercy extends to those who fear him from generation to generation. He has performed mighty deeds deeds with his arm. He has scattered those who are proud in their inmost thoughts. He has brought down rulers from their thrones, but he has lifted up the humble. He has filled the hungry with good things, but he has sent the rich away empty. He has helped his servant Israel, remembering to be merciful to Abraham and his descendants forever, just as he promised our ancestors. So in this, I just... Feel, feel her humility and just her connection and her insights into it's also prophetic in a way of, of Jesus and the message he would bring. I agree with that. Totally agree with that. And, and Craig, you have this beautiful voice that carries that message. That's the one thing I always was enamored with is your voice because it holds truth, it holds power. 
but it also has that compassionate component, that humility component that can actually take an idea, break it down, and and bring it to its simplest form. When Padre really uh, allow <laughs> desires that for my own communication. So you did a beautiful job, and I was thinking about the the Magnificat, and there is such a grace there. But as you said also, Craig, it's very prophetic. And to think about Mary as a young girl, I don't know if it was 13, 15 years old, and to have that, to say yes to giving birth to the Jews were waiting for the Savior. It's, they, mm-hmm. It was predicted, what, almost 2,000, 1,500 years before Christ that he was coming. All the prophetic, the prophets were declaring that. And when it actually happened, it's like, oh, my God, God is here. And only a few remembered the scriptures and actually allowed that grace to, when Jesus walked this earth. And the scripture says, and Jesus rose from the dead and ascended. And it says he will come back. If he did actually show up and there's records that says, yes, it was true. Jesus did live here on earth. And so if the prophet says he's coming, and then the prophet of Jesus, Jesus himself says, I'm coming back. So it would be wise for all of us to prepare the way. And we get to have these remembrances around Hanukkah, around Christmas, around the feast days that points to, it's not only about our lives, but what we reflect to give to others. It's like we have a light, we are the light, and if we touch another person, then that other light begins to grow and they become light. So our response to God's ability in each of us, the way the oil, I think Miriam talked about the oil, the only way we create that oil is by our prayers, our fire letting go, it's about our humility. So how full is your container? It's in that these sacred moments about preparing the way Advent is a season of waiting and stillness, receptivity and humility. And I really sense the Holy Spirit is stirring again in our hearts for that, mm-hmm. helping us remember. And some of the words that were spoken tonight already, we heard from whether it's our parents, our teachers, our pastors, our ministers, our rabbis. We've heard this message before, and this message will come again. So it's in that stirring of just pointing the way, preparing your heart to receive more of this Christ light, because it's really about owning that. St. Bernard talked about we don't have to cross the sea or or pierce the crowds or clouds or, or go across the Alps and trying to find God. He says, just open up your mouth. He says, the word is near you, and it's closer to your mouth, even into your heart. And sometimes we want words, sometimes we want actions, but actually sitting in the still silence and allowing the voice to speak to us changes us. And some of you desire that. I can sense people were even crying right now because the Holy Spirit is stirring. And that's such a beautiful thing. We call it awakening. We call it grace. But it's from the power of our words. We allow that grace to continue to minister to you, to me, as we continue to talk about the joy of the season. Miriam, do you want to comment on that or a new reading? Yeah. Yeah, so much of what you're saying, I I really can feel. It's like like when we open up to the the love that is really available for us and we see ourselves as that love and it helps us go deeper and create a doorway that we wouldn't even know was there. And Mm. it's like really honoring our, each of our own individual expressions of light. We each have our own unique expression and we each have our own unique calling and own unique way that God is speaking to us. And the, you know, what I'm realizing also for me in my own life is the more I honor that gift that is given to me, the gifts that are bestowed in me, the more I actually open up a, a home or a cavern or a dwelling place for the holy inside me. And, and then it allows me to pour forth in a way that I never knew I could or in ways that I am awakening to in a new way. 
and it's and it's really about seeing just I I just feel that love of God that like it's so present right now that that yeah, deep love of God that the love that God has for each one of us we are all God's children like we are all so loved and mm-hmm. so blessed and it's such a a gift that we are given mm-hmm. you're really, really speaking of the the presence which is I call it weighty weightiness right mm-hmm. now I mean I feel it in my own home I, mm-hmm. I, my ears are burning, so there's many, I call mm-hmm. manifestations I'm familiar with of recognizing presence in, in I call it my dwelling place. Mm-hmm. As I prepare for this service tonight, there was a special, <laughs> I would use the term anointing, that entered the room, call it presence, but it was already mm-hmm. present as we came on this phone. And now it's, I believe, entering other people's homes, hearts. And you're describing that, Miriam. And we had the same, same or better, more at that Shabbat service that you gave mm-hmm. with the others on the retreat. The weightiness of God is here, present. And whether you go to church or not, it doesn't matter. It's To me, it, I go every Sunday as much as I can. We have our services with Celebrating Life. And each one creates a container to host his presence. And to me, that's what the Ron Roth's whole world was about, is allowing the Holy Spirit to do her work and presenting a portal for heaven to come down. And we continue that tradition within Celebrating Life. And it's, mm-hmm. and it's becoming more tangible. Be blessed. We do laying on of hands. We sing. We worship God. It's just a big celebration. And we will take another step in this, what we're experiencing now, and bring another flavor to celebrate Christmas in uh, Christian service, so to speak, and do communion with that. So join us. Sign up for that. After you hang up today, sign up for it. Because we look for your participation. So, Craig, for your, what are you experiencing? What do you like to share? As you said, I'm just just feeling the Holy Spirit. I can just imagine it, you know, filling the homes and hearts of everybody on the call. And it's just just amazing that we are in a, a time where we can where we can open up, just like like Mary Mary mm. opened up. We can all open up and carry that spirit forward. And it's obviously the, the season of joy. And I was looking at the mysteries of the rosary the other day. And I, the, jo- the joyful mysteries, uh, there are five instances that go from the Annunciation to actually the, the period of Christ in, in the temple, right when Jesus and Joseph found. Christ yeah, in the yeah. temple, and it's just this great, this great pageant, this great gift, and I just feel like, you know, this time of year we can celebrate this great gift that, that we're given, and mm-hmm. just so so grateful, you know, to to share in the spirit with everybody and to share in the joy and whatever traditions we we follow. You know, I just re- been recently connecting with the with the Gospel of, of Luke, but there's I mean, there are no borders. There are no right, right. There are no there are no borders to the Holy Spirit. However, no, however not at all. Yeah, but you bring a great point up, up, Craig, about the there's access. Ron Roth always talked about have a devotion. Not that we forgot our devotion, start it up again. Whether it's a rosary, whether it's meditating, whether it's reading the scriptures, whether it's attending church, synagogue. Just do something, because I believe the stirring of the Spirit is really calling us to go deeper. And like Mary, she accepted the gift, the invitation. So my question is, what invitation is the Holy Spirit asking you of during this time of preparation? And I believe the Holy Spirit is asking you to do something, each of us, each of us. Mm -hmm. That maybe is beyond our world or capacity, but it's a gift to be given and then to share. We're all asked to do something and don't deny it. Participate in it and you'll watch your world grow because what Mary said yes to, the millions who have gone before us and said yes to allow that light to change them. Tonight we get to say yes 
to that opportunity of being the light. Mm -hmm. But as we empty ourselves of our own stuff, our own tension, and like Renee talking about the Jesus calling that reading about there's the word hurry in heaven, not a word. They don't recognize that word because God just is. And the word that says, be at rest, be at peace, be still and know I am God. That's a beautiful revelation that during this holiday season, season of joy, Christmas, Hanukkah, we can be at peace with ourselves, our families, our neighbors, our president, our government, the world leaders. We have a lot that we need to, quote, lay down our grievances, our opinions, and really find what God says about it. And Mary surrendered her life. Joseph surrendered his life. We surrender our lives in these holy moments. Craig, would you like Amen. to offer prayer? I believe we're going to end with prayer, and I'll allow Craig to start it, and then I'll, I don't want to say finish it, continue with that prayer for the healing. Okay. Yeah, I had, when I tried to come up with a prayer, or rather ask the Holy Spirit for guidance on a prayer, I was given the inspiration to the, to take Zechariah as, as He might have pressed the button. He might have muted himself, which I've done before. So let me just continue with a prayer. And Craig, we forgive you. <laughs> I want to be clean when I say my prayer. <laughs> so why don't we ask each one to place their hand on their heart? And, you know, even Craig's reflection, we can hear that in our hearts. And reflecting on what he spoke of, Zechariah. So Holy Spirit, we just allow your grace to do your work. First Hello, of all. Sorry, I, for some reason I got dumped there. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Go ahead, Craig. So I, 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 yeah, I was ejected from the line. But I was guided to take Zechariah as a inspiration who was finally yielded to, to God's will and his voice was restored to him. So here's my prayer. Father, Mother God, we gather tonight in gratitude of the great gifts of joy that you have consist that you consistently bestow upon us. Our hearts are filled with praise. Holy Spirit, fill us with your light, wisdom, and love. Free our tongues, as you did with Zechariah, when he lovingly fulfilled God's will by affirming the name of the prophet John. Let us prophesy the glory the glories that are now and to come in the name of the Lord. Give us strength and courage to bring your healing sunlight to all, even to those souls that have passed over. Nurture in us the faith of Elizabeth when she was filled with the Holy Spirit and in a loud voice acknowledged the blessings of Mary, the mother of our Lord. May we leap with joy as a yet unborn John in Elizabeth's womb. Archangel Gabriel, bless us. You faithfully served as God and God's messenger to Zechariah and Mary. Teach us to humble, to be humble enough to receive divine instruction and gratefully obey. Please stand with us, giving us strength and guidance as we bring God's healing light into this world. Amen. Amen. I love that prayer, Craig. I love that prayer. That prayer spoke of so many different avenues of uh, characters, like we all are, but also our response to God's ability of what God is asking us to do. Zechariah wanted to call John a different name, and he kind of laughed and said, that's impossible for, for his birth. And he was going against the will of God for him, him and his wife, Elizabeth. And so God muted him so he wouldn't speak negative towards this new gift God was giving them. And so we can take that into our own lives. And like we started out our conversation about what we're trying to control, another person, another situation. We don't want God to mute us 
but we do have the Holy Spirit that asks us to pause and reflect that and then confess it, forgive it, let it go and allow the silence, the silence, the peace of God to rectify any situation that you have coming up present tomorrow, next week, during the holidays, something that you're fearing, we can let go. And then we can allow God's grace, the angels, the saints, to go before us and make the crooked path straight. Like Mary and each of us, be it done according to thy word, O Lord. So we accept God's word for our, our lives tonight. And that, that as the angels continue to heal us of our body, our bodily ailments, when we let go of the past, God, then it becomes a conduit, a, an emptiness, a container. For now, God's glory, the gift of life. So it's new organs for those that have diseased organs. Cancer dissolves in the name of Jesus. Hearing becomes clear now. So we get to hear the word of the Lord. Those We can walk the path for those who have problems with their legs, with their ligaments with their bones. There's a prepare the way and preparing the way is make a path pathway. And so the strength of the Lord now becomes your strength. So all of this is very symbolic of what the Holy Spirit wants and positioning us to receive this gift of light. Not our troubles, not our burdens, but light. The lightness of God, the peace of God. So that would be our response to God's ability tonight. So we behold the gift of the Spirit of Light, Yeshua, Jehovah, Rapha, Emmanuel. God is with us. Amen. Amen. Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah. Thank you, Craig. Thank you, Miriam, for Thank sharing you. this wonderful.